0: This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity. With Dan Munro. Alrighty, welcome back to Brojo Online. And today we're going to be talking about honesty. This comes up in relation to some feedback I've had where people have essentially tried to be more honest. And it hasn't gone very well for them. And they don't have much faith that being honest is always helpful. And often I get the question like, sometimes isn't it better to hide a little bit or be a little less honest and so on. And I genuinely don't believe that. I think that everything that comes out of your mouth should be truthful. But I also understand why some people struggle and why some people get consistently negative reactions to their attempts to be honest. So what I'm going to be talking about today is the three factors of powerful honesty that I've been playing with in preparation for writing my next book which was called The uh, Naked Truth. And the three principles are bold, vulnerable, and playful. And what I'll be talking about today is how missing one or more of these principles when you express yourself undermines your truth and makes it harder to accept and makes it harder to understand it can increase shame, and it can cause the kind of bad reactions that you might be getting from being truthful, and you think it's the truth that's getting those reactions, but it's actually your delivery that's getting those reactions. We want to make sure that if you do get a bad reaction to your truthfulness, that it really was somebody disagreeing with you on the concepts of truth that you're expressing, somebody saying they're a bad fit for you, that they're not in the same team. That's fine, that's an okay reaction for truthfulness. You can't have truthfulness and people-pleasing. It's fine to polarize. But we also want to make sure that you're not pushing the people away just because of how you said it. That the truth itself might be something that they could get on board with if you had just delivered it in a more powerful way. So we're going to be having a look at these principles. You can reflect over your attempts to be honest. You can look at these principles, the three of them. And ask yourself, did I live by all of them? And if the answer is no, then any bad reaction you got can be attributed to the delivery rather than the truth itself. So if you say something and you weren't either bold, vulnerable or playful when saying it, then you can be sure almost that the reason you got a bad reaction from someone who's usually kind, compassionate and understanding was because of that missing factor. Now if you've got all of these three factors in play and then somebody reacts badly, then you can say, hey, this person's not a good fit for me. This is the best possible outcome. So we're going to go into each one. We're going to have a look at the three of them, what they mean, what it means to live by them, what it means to not live by them or to overdo them. We're going to have a look at it when you combine two but you're missing one, how that comes out, how to know when that's happening. We're going to have a look at... You know why it's okay to not get this perfectly right every time as well that you don't need perfection in your delivery you just need to try and do it most of the time to have a fairly uh, productive conversation with anybody and also to understand that there's a time where you don't speak at all and how being honest doesn't mean speaking all the time which is another problem we're going to look at balance at the end of all this so let's start with boldness Boldness really is about how you're saying it more than it is about what you're saying. Boldness is how assertively it comes out of your mouth, how unapologetic it is. It's in the, the way you say it, the, the voice tone, the volume, your body language, your posture even, comes into boldness. Do you say it like you own it, like you mean it, like you believe in it? Or do you say it apologetically, full of doubt? Full of uh, hesitation and stuttering and sugarcoating and going round the point and indirect. When you, when you say something in a roundabout apologetic way, it plants a seed of doubt in everyone's minds, including your own. You start to doubt, do you even believe in what you're saying? When it comes out weak and stuttery and, and full of uh, extra words that don't need to be said. A lot of people will communicate by written communication they'll send texts and emails for emotional topics and they wonder why that's received badly well written communication is missing 60 to 90% of all the nonverbals which means it's not really communication at all which means it's not bold bold communication is face to face looking someone in the eye speaking firmly being concise direct so when you're looking at something that you said Ask yourself, how many extra words did I use to try and soften the blow? How much apology was in my voice tone? Did I look the person in the eye? Was my chest out and open with my shoulders back? Did I at least call them on the phone if I couldn't meet them face to face? Did I give it to them straight, loud, sure of myself? Or did I beat around the bush? Now, if you don't have any boldness in you, you'll plant seeds of doubt. It's very hard to believe in someone who doesn't believe in what they're saying. It's very easy to believe in someone who does believe in what they're saying. These are psychological factors. I'm not saying to misuse this awareness as a form of manipulation. But just to understand, if you don't believe in what you're saying, other people will doubt it, even if it's true. You know, there's a common saying that goes around something like, The people who are the most confident in themselves are the ones with the worst things to say and and the people who have the best things to say are the least confident in themselves. And we can see this with people like, I don't know, say like Donald Trump, perfect example. He's full of shit, but he is so sure of himself when he speaks that millions of people follow him, even though he can clearly be proven wrong. He's clearly shown to be a lying bigot. So you've got to understand boldness, it really kind of, plants a seed, somebody would have to be very compassionate and understanding to really listen to you if you come across weak. Now if you're too bold, that's also a problem. So too bold means being blunt, aggressive, dominant, thoughtless, judgmental. For example, just blurting out anything you had to say, interrupting other people to blurt it out, to not put a single thought into how you word something to speak judgments and opinions as if they're facts, to try to convince someone of something. This isn't boldness, this is aggression. This is needy attempts to dominate and control. So when you're looking at how bold you were, you're looking for this kind of middle ground where you blasted it out, but in a respectful way. You let other people absorb it, you let them disagree, you didn't try to control them, You thought through what you're going to say, and then you gave it to them as boldly, concisely, truthfully as you possibly could. You gave it to them straight. You stood up, proud, let it out. Now, you won't always be able to do this, of course, and we'll talk about this more at the end. But understand, if you don't do this, you've undermined the truth. You know, if someone comes up to you and goes, you know, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I, I can't be entirely sure, but I think possibly... That the Earth is round, maybe? I mean, don't don't hold me to account. I'm sorry if I interrupted you, by the way. But I think the Earth is round. Maybe, I think. Think, How hard is that to believe, you know? If you're a flat Earther. will you come in and go, look, recent scientific studies show that there's absolutely no doubt that the Earth is a sphere. You can see it from space. And then you stop speaking. You're not trying to convince them. You're just laying down the law. They can disagree if they want. But you're not going to take any bullshit. That's boldness. That's only one aspect. Move on to the second principle. Vulnerability. Vulnerability is about when you do speak, you speak the deepest truth you're capable of. You don't waste your time with superficial bullshit. You don't lie, especially. But if you're going to share something, you go as dark and deep and as obviously truthful as you can. It's why I call it the obvious truth. When you're in a conversation, there'll be this uncomfortable truth that might pop up every now and then. And you don't want to say it because it would break rapport, or it would rock the boat, or it would get a bad reaction in some way. But it's so clearly the most obvious thing you're thinking of. You can think of a hundred different things in any given minute, but there'll be one thing that's pounding right at the front of your brain that's so clearly the most obvious truth to you. For example, if you're on a date and you feel anxious you might talk about your job, you might talk about what you did for that week, you might talk about your relationship with your family, but the most obvious truth is that you're anxious. That's the one thing pounding at the front of your brain the entire time you're speaking. It's the thing you have to go around to find something else to say. If you ever have to go around something in your brain to find something to say, that is the most vulnerable truth and you're avoiding it. If you're going to speak, go to the deepest truth that's a That's uh, relevant for that context, for that moment. The one that comes up with you. Now, if you're not vulnerable, you're basically dishonest in a sense. The things that come out of your mouth might be truthful. But you know, there's a bigger, darker truth that's not being spoken. One that's much more uh, impactful, significant to this moment. And when you work around it, when you try to find something else to say, even if that other thing is essentially truthful... Your shame is increased because you're hiding who you really are in that moment. Whenever you hide something, you label it as wrong. And if you label enough things about yourself as wrong, you'll label yourself as wrong. One example of how I used to do this is when I first started running Brojo groups. So for those of you are not familiar, Brojo is our self-development community. And we get together in groups and talk about various confidence issues. One thing I used to do is I used to proudly share all of these issues that I had, you know, to role model shamelessness. But what I didn't tell people was that I was only telling them about issues I'd actually resolved. And therefore I felt really no shame in talking about them, because they weren't current, they were fixed. It took me a few months to realize that in doing so I was avoiding talking about issues that were current, things that I didn't have the answer to, things that I wasn't sure would ever be resolved. So the most really vulnerable dark truths that I can ever talk about is current unresolved issues, fears, insecurities. It doesn't mean that every conversation I have should be nothing but fear and insecurity. But it does mean that whenever I notice that I'm going around something to talk about something else, that to be vulnerable would be to talk about that obvious truth, to get that out of the way, and then I can get back into what you might think of as normal or rapport conversation. When nothing's popping up that's more vulnerable than what I'm talking about. So no vulnerable is basically dishonesty. And too vulnerable is not really about the depth, which is what most people think it is. They think, oh, if I share my deepest, darkest secrets right out of the gate, I'll scare people away. Now the problem is often not depth, but quantity. You overshare. You don't just share one dark thing. You pour out all sorts of dark truths. And the other person drowns in them. You might uh, reveal things that uh, are actually other people's secrets. That's being too vulnerable. You might be talking in a way where you're unaware of your surroundings. Like talking really loudly about your erectile dysfunction in a restaurant where other people can hear you so that your restaurant guest uh, feels really uncomfortable about being the center of a show. That's too vulnerable. You might getting uncomfortable reactions from people and yet keep on blasting, not, you know, not acknowledging them, not talking about them, essentially ignoring them. You might even disrespect cultural norms. If you invite into someone's house for the first time, there might be a little bit of cultural respect that needs to be played out, and then you reveal this vulnerable thing. It doesn't mean you ever have a reason to hide it, but there might be times for short delays while you respect somebody else. So too vulnerable doesn't mean that what you share must be limited in depth, but it may need to be limited in quantity. This thing needs to be reciprocated, which we'll talk about later. So for example, treating someone like they're your therapist, that's too vulnerable. You guys should be sharing problems, not you dumping on someone. And then there's a third principle, playfulness. Playfulness isn't necessarily about humour, though that's part of it, and it's not about being childish either. Playfulness is about being gentle, accepting, somewhat humorous, amused by the truth. Having a frame that everything that you speak about is natural and normal. That there is nothing weird or wrong. So when you're not playful, it comes out as too serious. Heavy, you're drowning, you're burdening people with it. It also often sounds like a lack of responsibility. For example, if I'm really pessimistic and I'm like, life is shit, it's always shit, I suck. It's hard for someone to listen to. It's In a sense, it's a bold, vulnerable expression. But it's so down. And yet I could easily express the same truth in a more playful way where I'm more accepting of the human condition. I could say something more like, you know what, I'm having one of those typical days where I just get stuck in a downward loop. You know, I keep trying to pull myself out and then I pull myself back down with some bullshit thoughts. I'm essentially saying the same thing. In fact, I'm being much more accurate than I would be if I'm saying, oh, life is shit, everything's shit. And yet the way I say it now is much easier to to swallow. It's okay. Well, he, he can see it. He's got this. He's part of it, but he's also detached and observing it. I don't have to fix him. I don't have to take responsibility. I don't have to look after him. He's got this. That's what playfulness does. It's being gentle on yourself about whatever's true. Yeah, you might have some insecurities and you might be a bit fucked up sometimes, but who isn't? Who doesn't go through those times? Everybody does. You're not that special. It's not that big a deal. And if it is a big deal, then even the fact that it's a big deal is not a big deal. Right? It's okay to have a laugh about the tragedies in your life as long as you're not being too playful, which is... Pretending that something's humorous when it's not. Or cracking jokes or compulsively laughing during any form of emotional discomfort. Or downplaying the impact. You know, it's amazing how many people will joke about a divorce or about a death in the family. You're like, do you really think that's funny? Come on. You don't think it's funny, but you can be gentle and accepting in the way you express it. You can say, you know what? I'm struggling like a motherfucker with this divorce. My god, I can barely think of work. You know? Damn. As opposed to like, this divorce is killing me. Well, like, well, well, divorce it is. (laughs) Good one. Good one. And pretending like it doesn't affect you. Right? Like anything, these spectrums, there's always unhealthiness at the extreme ends. Being not playful or too playful, those are both can be unhealthy. Being not vulnerable or too vulnerable, both unhealthy. You've got to find that middle balance. And the middle balance is usually the right amount that gets the truth out without taking it too far. Now let's have a look at how this often plays out. So you may be thinking already, um, you have a tendency, maybe you're too playful and not bold enough, or you're too vulnerable or not vulnerable enough. You've got some tendencies when you express yourself, and maybe that's why things aren't working. So we're going to have a little look at how this affects you, how it doesn't work by looking at combinations that are missing a key element. The first combination is bold and vulnerable, but not playful. So you say what you say is real deep and dark, and you say it proudly, but there's no gentleness, accepting, humor, natural frame, amused curiosity. You're missing the playfulness. And what this means is you come across as too serious and too intense. Now, some people who will like you for being like this, and that's fine, but in general what it means is pressure you're putting this truth on them you're you're punching them in the face with it and that's hard for people they you know this is okay if you're talking to your therapist but when you're just talking to someone over a beer this is like dude I'm, you know i'm just come off a hard week's work and you're just pushing this very deep dark thing on me now the thing you're sharing there's nothing wrong with being that truthful it's just you're too serious and intense. It's a pressure, it's an obligation on the other person to somehow fix this for you. But whereas if you add just a bit of playfulness to it, you can just say, you know, this is what we do, typical Friday evening blues, am I right? And you just say, look, this is just a natural thing, it's gentle. It we'll get over it, we always do. We can laugh about it even in the tragedy. It'll ease up that pressure, and then you can share whatever you like, boldly and vulnerably, without the other person drowning in it. Another common combination is bold and plainful without being vulnerable, which is essentially dishonest. So you're fun and you're entertaining. You might be extroverted and humorous. You might be the class clown, but there's no connection to you. You're a false front, the real shit about yourself, the the things aren't going well, the things you don't have sorted, the things you're worried about and scared of, you're not showing any of that. The most obvious truths, your disagreements, your confrontations, you're not showing any of that. You're just putting on a show for people. Now you can get a lot of good reactions to this show, and you can convince yourself that you're being truthful because what you're saying isn't a lie, but you know you're not showing the real you, and that's why nobody's connecting with you deeply. That's why you're not getting a text back, and that's why your relationships aren't lasting very long, and that's why you feel alone. Nobody can fall in love with a performance. They can just merely be entertained by it. So if you just add a bit of a darker truth, you keep that bold, playful thing going. You can be fun and entertaining about horrific things, as long as you don't overplay the humor in them. As long as you don't pretend that they're funny when you actually take them seriously. You can joke about how serious you take things to admit that you take things seriously, but don't pretend that you don't. Don't pretend that your life's all roses. And the last combination is being vulnerable and somewhat playful, uh, which is best described as being self-deprecating, but lacking the boldness. So you're weak, you're ashamed, awkward, uncomfortable. You're saying what you have to say, but you say it in this indirect kind of self-deprecating way that just it makes people pity you i think it's one of the reasons that some stand-up comedians don't do very well and i've got to be honest particularly female stand-up comedians i see this trait a lot is they tend to be awfully self-deprecating to the point where you're just like damn your life sucks and it's hard to watch like you can have a laugh and they're obviously very dark but they're just so ashamed of it so apologetic I'm such a loser and nobody likes me. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of funny or whatever, but it's also just really uncomfortable. Like, come on, step up. So you can see you can be two of these things, but if one element is missing, it's very hard to either connect with you or to take you seriously or to just you know feel comfortable in your presence when you're speaking the truth. Now it's okay to slip and fail, we always will, you'll always drop Uh, one of these principles at least occasionally but you can pick it back up again for example if i've been bold and vulnerable and not playful enough at the end i can kind of take the pressure off and go whoa i got a bit deep and dark there damn must be time for the next round of chips and you can just kind of ease it off like release the steam let someone else have a turn you know if you're being bold and playful sometimes you can just drop the volume a bit and just say look you know what i've actually had a pretty fucking hard week if i'm being fair You know, I like to show off a little bit when I'm most stressed. And that's why I've been like this tonight. And you just let the truth, like, let someone connect with you after the performance. And you can always turn up the volume. Be more bold. If you notice yourself stuttering and apologizing and being self-deprecating. You can say something like, alright, enough victim bullshit. That's how I'm doing this week. How about you? And just turn up the boldness. The main point I'm trying to make with this podcast is don't blame honesty for the problems you're having in your social life. No matter how deep and dark your truth is, there are people out there who will love you for it, but they'll find it hard to do if your delivery's off, if the way you say it triggers off all their psychological barriers. If your delivery meets all three of these principles and you still get a bad reaction, then that person's not a good fit for you. Simple as that, or at least they've briefly not been a good fit for you. They're allowed to disagree with you. That's not a bad reaction. But if they dislike you, and you've presented your truth with all three of these principles in play, then fuck them. You're done with them. Now, this brings us to the last point, which isn't really a principle of honesty, but a principle of when to shut the fuck up, essentially. And that is that a lot of people say, Oh, I've tried being honest, but it's getting a bad reaction. And then they might say, Send me the text message that they sent someone. Or whatever, or tell me what they said to someone. And I'll see it and go, wow, that is an overshare. No wonder you're getting bad reactions. You, you were just, you didn't like even stop to let them breathe. Being honest all the time doesn't mean speaking all the time. It doesn't mean saying everything. It just means everything you do say follows these principles. But it doesn't mean you have to say everything that comes into your head. And it certainly doesn't mean that you disrespect somebody else's turn. Speaking should always be like a game of tennis. You hit the ball once, and then you wait for them to hit it back. In very practical terms, it means you share one piece of truth, and then shut the fuck up and let them return the ball. You have to balance this. Being honest doesn't mean disrespectful, or incompassionate, or unaware of what other people are going through. When you say something, just say one thing. Say it boldly, make sure it's the most obvious, vulnerable truth to say, and say it with playfulness, and then stop speaking. This isn't necessarily a comment on how long it takes you to say the thing, though it shouldn't take very long to say one thing. But you might say, like, one story with one point, and that takes quite a while. Or you might share a brief feeling, and it only takes a few seconds. But either way, do not compound this don't take tell one story after another don't list off your problems just one the biggest one the most obvious one and then stop speaking and let them respond keep taking that pressure off and keep allowing them to participate in the connection if you're doing that the three principles plus i guess you might say the hidden fourth principle of not speaking of being silent when your turn is over your connections should go pretty deeply and pretty powerfully. Or you'll quickly polarize bad fit people away from you. But I'm yet to be proven wrong. I'm open to it. I'm yet to be proven wrong in my assertion that honesty is always the best policy. But the delivery's got to be right. So go try it out. Go adjust your delivery to suit these three principles. Understand you can make mistakes, but if you attempt to do these principles as much as possible, it should go as best as it possibly can. And let me know how it goes. Dan at brojo.co.nz I'll catch you later.